This edition of the Doors Open Minneapolis podcast is made possible with the support of Anderson Windows, the windows that contractors trust most, based on a 2018 contractor survey of Anderson's 400 series windows. Doors Open Minneapolis, this is the Doors Open Podcast, a conversation about buildings in Minneapolis that are architecturally, culturally, or socially significant. Doors Open Minneapolis is a weekend civic celebration, May 18 and 19. It provides the public with free behind-the-scenes access to more than 110 unique venues throughout Minneapolis. Now here's our host, novelist, advertising creative, and proud Minneapolis resident, Ann Bauer. Today, we're here talking with Kaylin Hove, Vice President of Business Services at Comcast, and John Ganver, co-founder at Woodchuck. Uh, let's start by saying thank you for being here. And I want to talk a little bit about Woodchuck. We'll get into how these two very different businesses are connected, yeah. which I think is a wonderful story. But I want to talk about Woodchuck, which is our homegrown Minnesota business in Northeast Minneapolis. And uh, John, can you tell me a bit about the history and what Woodchuck does? Absolutely. So first of all, uh, Woodchuck USA uh, designs and manufactures high-end custom wood products in Minneapolis. Uh, and we plant a tree for every product sold. Uh, a little bit about our, our story. Uh, so. Uh, college buddy Ben Vannon Y. Mellenberg. Uh, I know it's a mouthful if you struggled with my last name. That's, that's <laughs> on another level. Uh, so Ben and I met uh, freshman year at the University of Minnesota in the dorms. Uh, he was studying architecture and design. I was studying finance and supply chain. Uh, by the way, uh, by the time senior year uh, rolled around for Ben, uh, he was in the architecture studio, and they used wood veneer to build architectural models. He had a broken iPhone at the time, so he was getting shards of glass in his ear uh, and oh. used uh, the laser and same materials to uh, solve that problem by cutting out a custom wood skin and putting it on the back of his phone, and he called it a bark case uh -huh. back then. Uh, so, so what year was this? This was back in 2012. Okay. Yep. So he fabricates a solution for his iPhone problem and then carries on. Yes, and you know, after that, college buddies thought it was pretty cool. They wanted one. He traded traded them out for a case of beer <laughs> here and there, and then started selling them. I um, made it into the Kaufman bookstore at the U of M. That was our first re mm -hmm. retailer, um, and decided to, at that point, upon graduation, forego a uh, couple full-ride scholarships uh, to uh, study architecture to start up this company and be serious about it. So uh, Woodshock was born. Uh, shortly after that, um, I saw LinkedIn that this guy, I remember, from, from the U of M uh, was the founder of a company. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, woodchuck case what the heck is that <laughs> checked out the website wow that stuff's pretty cool actually and I was at cor you know corporate finance at Best Buy at the time and I 
I had a little extra hands in my time, so I shot him an out and said, hey, I like what you're doing here. I think I can possibly help. This is my background. And started pitching in part-time. Uh, and okay, know, that, was, that was the original kickoff story, yes. Yeah. So this was born at the University of Minnesota, so it's a real Minnesota company. Oh, yeah. a- absolutely. And we've been manufacturing everything in Minneapolis since day one. Okay. Uh, Yep. And that day one was when? That day one, uh, probably January 2012-ish, prior to Ben's, ben and I's graduation. Uh, and so we've been, you know, about doubling in size and revenue and employee count year over year over year, and we've got some pretty ambitious goals for the future. And how many employees do you have right now? Uh, we have about 40 to 45 uh, employees and, you know, uh, a lot of really uh, amazing people and we got kind of a funky culture too uh, we really embrace our weirdness and our company values uh, which are beast mode premium and no effing boundaries I'm not a, sure what I'm allowed to say well it's uh, podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> say what you like okay you can, you can bleep people can out. opt out uh, yes um, so we want to be clear that you're in the amazing and emerging area of East Hennepin in northeast Minneapolis and that Woodchuck will be open for doors open so people will be able to tour the facility see the things that you make can you describe some of those things yeah so we make a lot of really cool custom consumer products so journals flasks bottle openers coaster sets cufflinks I got this wood pocket square here that's kind of kind of fun uh, then we uh, we started a line called Commercial Interiors, so we could woodchuck this office space here with. Oh, wall- so you verbified it. We woodchuck. Yes. It, <laughs> okay. It genuinely, we woodchuck things. Excellent. I mean, we've done snowmobiles and motors. Ben did his motorcycle. Uh, there's very few limits to what we creatively do, and you know, mess <laughs> okay. around a little bit. So. <laughs> okay, and I do love your. Uh, plant a tree for what every product sold yes yep every product so our buy one plant one program we've had it for about two and a half years and so we plant a tree for every product sold regardless if you buy a keychain or executive gift set Uh, we've planted 1.6 million trees on six different continents and uh, our mission and uh, impact continues Mm -hmm. to evolve uh, day after day and we're trying to change the world Excellent. Yep. And Kaylin, yes. I want to talk about how Comcast is supporting Woodchuck and so many other businesses like this. So tell me why you chose to appear with John today. You really felt strongly about supporting this business. Absolutely. And when we look at Doors Open Minneapolis, um, you know, you think about this whole opportunity of giving individuals and businesses an opportunity to explore our city, our great city, and what it all entails. And Woodchuck is such a great example of that. When we think of new modern businesses, who would have ever dreamt? You know, even 12 years ago, right, that you'd be sitting here having this conversation and that we would see wood being utilized in these ways. But given innovation and technology, it's become possible and a dream, right? And so we've been able to provide them the connectivity they need to do the e-commerce, to support back-end the technologies and systems to create and and design and um, relieve that burden and ensure that there's resiliency and redundancy in the network we provide. As you can imagine, if 
they go down for an hour, it's very impacting. And so it's our commitment to deliver solutions, not just bandwidth, but solutions um, to support their business needs and growth. So we are here talking about innovation. Yes. And one of my favorite things about this is that we're talking about innovation in what I think of as uh, two very different directions. One would say even opposite. We've got this really traditional artisan handcrafting, yeah. and then we have technology. Yeah. And this is about how they come together, right? Absolutely. How do they come together for you, John? So our backbone of our value proposition is a quick turn mass customization of any artwork design personalization uh, that can be produced in small or large quantities. Uh, with perfect quality um, and so um, all of that is driven by techno different technologies from, from lasers to systems and uh, design uh, operationally uh, you know production planning ERP kind of stuff and all of those different pieces of information flow through various platforms uh, but it, it's all powered by uh, Comcast is the engine. Minneapolis is a place where both types of innovation flourish. Absolutely. And I think that one of the reasons Doors Open Minneapolis is so interesting is that we have people opening their doors to show us the historic and the really um, well-preserved and almost uh, nostalgic things. And then we also have the high-tech the very progressive and the evolving. I am noticing as I cover this, mm -hmm. as I write about it, that suddenly commercial and residential needs are merging. We have more mixed use spaces. We have more spaces in which people are both working and living. And I think Comcast is a big part of that. I read a little about the Technology Center in Philadelphia. What's coming? What do we need to know about? Uh, there's a lot of exciting things. I'm glad to hear you read about it. Our new technology center in Philadelphia is kind of being viewed as the Silicon Valley of the East Coast. We're so excited about the innovations that are taking place within that. To just give you an idea, just within Comcast Business, which obviously powers Woodchuck, in the last 18 months, we have launched more new products and features than we had in the previous 10 years that Comcast Business has been um, in business. And so we're excited about that type of innovation. It's all tied to connectivity and applications. You know, businesses like Woodchuck are so dependent on connectivity, whether it's to the cloud, right? As, as organizations are looking to offload things to the cloud, um, whether that's helping reduce CapEx on their own side or ensuring they can easily upgrade and maneuver and manipulate their own network. So those types of things will be at the heart of everything we develop, both from a commercial business offering perspective as well as the residential. Look at your a consumer at home, you know what it's like. I mean, it's not just video anymore, and it's talking remotes. We get used to talking whatever we want. We've done over 8 billion requests to our talking remote for people to get to Netflix or different shows, et cetera. 
but it's ensuring they have the Wi-Fi um, to interconnect there. Um, and having XFi, which allows them to manage their, their wireless, whether they're at home or at work, they can manage what's at home or they can manage what's at work, right? It has to be easily accessible. So those are the types of things that we're looking to merge together. Um, as we look to grow the economy within the city of Minneapolis and even through doors open, um, the importance of teleworking, being able to work virtual, mm -hmm. all these things are intertwined now. We are on 24-7 yes. with Internet of Things. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't happen without the bandwidth and the network um, that we're putting into place. And we are seeing so much growth, in fact. I think many of the buildings that are open will have working spaces, co-working yes. spaces, and then micro-unit apartments yes. attached. Yes. So we're seeing that connectivity that you want to take that is portable. Yes. Um, but you are using it pretty much the same way yes. in your bedroom yes. as you are in your office. You, absolutely. I mean, it can be, for example, you could be at Woodchuck um, in the office one moment, right, um, taking business calls, et cetera, leave and go home, and that same phone that was ringing at your office can ring to you at your home and you can take the call and the customers never know that it's been rerouted, et cetera. Our expectations of tools and what we want to do at home are no different than what we want in the business place nowadays, which is really exciting, but it puts a lot of pressure on a technology company such as us, and we're so excited about how we have stepped up to that challenge. I'll give you just an idea. In the Twin Cities, you mentioned the multi-use. In the last six years, we put over a billion dollars worth of network into the Twin Cities area. And a lot of that has been in the downtown Minneapolis core, whether that's mm -hmm. Northeast, downtown, as we revamped Nicolet Avenue, et cetera. We understand that to have fiber, to every home, to give every home the ability to get one gig speed, whether it's a lower income area of the city um, or a higher income area of the city, we're committed to delivering that to all users. And I'm going to go off on a personal note here for yes. just a second. I remember five years ago saying, why can't I get exactly what I want? I don't want ESPN. Why can't I have <laughs> this, this, and this? And suddenly Comcast is moving in the direction of customizing to the individual, yes. right? Absolutely. I read a lot about that in your technology center, how people are driving their own media. Absolutely. It, we understand everyone's different. You're unique in how you want to, you know, create content and also absorb and utilize content, whether that's the traditional form of cable and what you've done in the past in your shows or whether that's streaming through our streaming services or if it's using Xfinity Mobile, wanting to you know create and decide what content you want via that methodology. So, yeah, we are we're evolving as as the country and the technology of the world evolves. We're at the leading forefront of that. So, we're talking about innovation and we're talking about spaces. And I want to talk about what innovation means to you in your individual spaces. So what's coming, what's exciting to you, what are you looking forward at? So as far as uh, physical spaces, uh, so I think our current building is a pretty good case study for that uh, exactly. So the building we're in 
right now. Now it's called North Co, North Co-working space. Uh, three years ago, uh, it was a home of Rye Crisp uh, Manufacturing. So that's where Rye Crisp manufactured all the crackers for, I don't know, 50, 75 years. Conagra sold that business, consumer tastes had changed, and that building came onto the market. My business partner, Ben, uh, had a vision to help build a co-working space with all our friend, buddy, entrepreneur companies so we could be neighbors with all of them and, uh, you know, have, I don't know, dog costume contests and, you know, play beer pong. The dog like in that. the commercial oh, yes. was That's, I'm the star. Yes. Angel is there. You, She wasn't in today to meet no, you, but no. she's a... She's a sweetheart, but, uh, you know, that was uh, kind of an old-school, traditional uh, manufacturing site, and now it's not only the home of Woodchuck, um, but uh, there's also about 20 other small businesses uh, in the space from animation companies, other consumer products brands, uh, digital social media consulting companies, all under one roof, and all of them are powered by Comcast as well. Um, so, so you have a, a sort of startup engine building, yes, where innovation tends to flourish as you have more people who are being creative in the same space. Absolutely, uh, it's a different world to be an entrepreneur, and it's extremely challenging. And when you can surround yourself with like-minded people, talk to them, see what they're challenging, help them out. Uh, help them work around mistakes you've made, introduce them to people that can help them. Uh, it makes uh, the challenge of building something from ground up way more fun and, uh, I guess, likely to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think you're innovating in areas where there's long tradition. Wood cutting has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and you're part of this wonderful wave of people who are taking arts that we know and making them current and beautiful and modern and relevant. And I do want to mention that along East Hennepin, there will be many such doors open opportunities. Woodchuck, Miller Textile across the street with some really interesting uh, craft beer and escape room adventure gaming <laughs> and Native American art. So we have that very um, not sleek and technical, but innovation in almost a natural sense, yeah. I think. And Kaylin, what do you see coming from Minneapolis, but then, you know, for the world, if you don't mind? in terms of Comcast innovation and what we're going to experience going forward. Yeah. You know, if we look at just what's happened with um, bandwidth and the internet and our dependencies on it, you're gonna see really everything at the core of what we do, leveraging that vast network that we've built um, throughout the country. As we look at, you know, just the home, um, look how it's changed as we talked about before with the internet of things, you're gonna see us I don't want to use the word owning your home, but you are going to see it Comcast intertwined with every interaction in the years to come, I believe, whether that's 
you know, your TV, it's your electricity, um, turning lights on and off, opening garage doors, your refrigerator, you name it, talking to your TV like you do in Alexa, um, things of that nature, the types of things we're innovating and that we see in the forefront. And then the ability to merge that into really the enterprise space. And it's a bit different on the enterprise space, right? Our, our focus there with software-defined networking and what we're doing with large national enterprises, if we're doing that well and right, they don't even know we're there, right? The employees don't know we're there. It I should just that. work. It should just work. And so, yes. but it gives them, it gives these organizations, we have to do it in a cost-effective way so they can continue to scale as their business needs scale. And business needs have changed dramatically. What used to be a big thing at one gig, you know, yesterday I was meeting with a customer that needed 12 10 gig circuits and he wants to go up to 100 gig in a location. I mean, that's the kind of bandwidth we're consuming now at the enterprise level um, and they're dependent on it. Okay, this is really exciting. Mm -hmm. I will be at Woodchuck. May 18th. Yay. How about, how about this afternoon? Maybe oh, this oh, afternoon you go. and there May 18th. You go. Exactly. And don't forget, when you're um, at Woodchuck on May 18th for Doors Open Minneapolis, in the lobby of the building, we will have some charging stations that Comcast is, is putting throughout um, the various locations so that you can stay connected. We're just so honored to be a presenting sponsor, and we know how important connectivity is, and it'll give you an opportunity to connect before you head over to get some beer at the end of the day. <laughs> that is a great, great service you are providing. Everyone will be GPSing their way over to the craft brewery. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, both Thank of you. you. Thank you. And I am looking forward as I'm sure you are. Yes. Oh, we are. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Doors Open Minneapolis is a weekend civic celebration, May 18th and 19th. It provides the public with free behind-the-scenes access to more than 110 unique venues throughout Minneapolis. Join the Doors Open Minneapolis team. Volunteer greeters are needed for four-hour shifts at each participating venue. You will welcome and register visitors and be ambassadors for this great new civic program. To register, go to doorsopenminneapolis.org. Doors Open is presented by Comcast Corporation and supported by the American Institute of Architects, Minneapolis. Today's Door Open podcast was produced by Scott Meyer, written and hosted by Ann Bauer. Pat Milan provided direction, and this episode was edited by Jonathan Dew. For information on how to explore the city, visit doorsopenminneapolis.org. This podcast was produced at the Toonheim Studios in Minneapolis.